Lesson one, basic hip. Welcome to the jazz session. I'm Jason Crane. The jazz session is presented by AllAboutJazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. Every episode of the show is also available for free at thejazzsession.com and in iTunes. At thejazzsession.com, you'll find the Twitter feed, the Facebook group, the mailing lists. You'll find Amazon links to buy the albums that you hear, which also helps support the show. And you'll find a donate button on the left-hand side. And if you use that, you can give directly to the Jazz Session. The show is free, and it always will be. But if you want to help out, I'd greatly appreciate it. A couple of milestones passed recently here on the show. Uh, just a few weeks ago was the three-year anniversary of the Jazz Session in uh, late February of 2007. The show got off the ground, and three years later, here it still is. And also, uh, a couple of episodes ago was the 150th episode of the Jazz Session. So uh, I'm pretty happy about that. And very, very soon, maybe even by the time you hear this, but certainly very soon thereafter, uh, the show will hit half a million downloads. So things are good all over in the jazz interviewing world. <laughs> and really, who would have thought that would be true? My guest today is guitarist Lionel Lueke. He's got uh, a brand new album out called Mualico. It's just a couple of weeks old, and it opens with his uh, countrymate from Benin, Angelique Kijo, and a tune that uh, Lionel describes as really an African standard. It's called Amio. <laughs> is guitarist composer Lionel Lueke. His uh, second CD on the Blue Note record label is called Mualico, and it is uh, my pleasure to have Lionel here. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Oh, my pleasure, Jason. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so, uh, for those of us uh, who are not uh, fluent in Swahili, can you uh, tell us what uh, the title of the album means and why you chose it? Yes, actually, I'm not fluent in Swahili either. Okay, good. I don't feel so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Swahili is... Um... Mualiko, uh, uh, the Swahili word for uh, invitation. And so uh, that seems to be a pretty, I, I guess in some ways, an obvious choice, given that you've invited many people uh, on, onto this record. Is that the, is that the meaning behind yeah, that? Yeah, that's one of uh, the ideas. The, the second idea is, uh, you know, inviting people to, you know, sharing with people, inviting them to, uh, to listen to my music and um, which is pretty much on this city of music I grew up with and all my influences until today. 
Well, that's a great segue because this CD starts right off um, with a tune that I know is is one of those tunes uh, that you and many uh, millions of other people grew up with. Can you can you talk about uh, the very first tune and who joins you on it? Yes, um, you know I have uh, Angelic Kijo uh, singing. Uh, this uh, this is a uh, um, you know it's like uh, it's not like it is a jazz, it is a African standard. It's called uh, Amio and uh, wrote by Manfred, uh, great composer from Cameroon. And uh, you know Angelic and I, Angelic Kijo, she's from Benin too, and we both grow up. Listen to that music. I think uh, I'll just speak for myself that um, I don't know kind of enough about individual African countries except the few whose music I know. Uh, And so uh, I don't really have a picture of if a tune becomes a hit in one place. I mean, are there tunes that people, is this an example of a a song that people all over Africa know or do they tend to be specific? Exactly. You know, uh, know, people know, like uh, Amir, people know. That's uh, sing by uh, sending, um, somebody from Cameroon, but it's well known on the east, on the, on the south, on the north of Africa. You know, uh, when it's a hit, it doesn't matter if you really understand. It's, it's more about the melody and the, how do you feel about the music. Uh, Lionel, will you talk about some of the other people who you invited to come on Waliko with you? Yes, I have also um, a great bass player and a singer friend of mine, uh, Richard Bonner from Cameroon. Um, I have uh, Esperanza Spalding, a great American new voice singer and bass player. Um, I have uh, uh, Marcus Gilmore, a great drummer, young drummer, um, and uh, my bandmate. Those two musicians have been playing for 10 years, Massimo Biocati on bass and uh, Frank Nemeth on drums. Let's start right there with your trio. Uh, how did you know when you had found two people who were a good match for you? You guys obviously are a great a great trio. And how did you know when it was right? Well, you know, we met at... Uh, we, we all went to Berkeley, so we met in 99, actually. It's 11 years now. We met in 99 at Berkeley and, um, you know, by playing just different sessions and, uh, you know, it just sounds right, you know, and since then we've been, we went to the Monk Institute in Los Angeles for two years together and we've been playing, you know, we play as much as we can and I, I think our connection is beyond the music because uh, we also, we are good friends, you know, we really take care of each other and uh, I think it comes out at the night in the music if you pass the day with musicians uh, with friends uh, that you know you share the day with them of course in the night you can quote a lot of things musically
I think I'm right to say that uh, one third of your trio grew up in Hungary, one third in Sweden, and you're from Benin. Uh, ha- right. What was it that what was it musically that uh, that allowed you to communicate so well, given that you came from three very different? Uh, yes, I, I think uh, that was the key at the beginning. You know, knowing that uh, Massimo is half Italian, half Swedish, and Frank uh, from Hungary. You know, Frank he has a uh, Frank is a drummer. Of course, he has all the, those rhythm from Hungary, and they have a lot of all meters. You know, um, I get involved more and more in all meters, and it feels very natural to me. Uh, Massimo has, of course, uh, he's a bass player, so he has. Uh, you know, some classical black background as a Frank too, um, and you know it opens the door for listening. I, I we share music. You know, I I play for them music that you know it would be hard to find here anyway, and they play for me also music I didn't know about it. So um, we share we share a lot um, since then until today. It sounds like a, a classic case of the whole being more than the the sum of its parts. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, keeping this album kind of whole as an album? When you're bringing in a bunch of different guests and the personnel changes from track to track, was there some kind of overriding theme or idea that you had uh, behind this record? No. Well, it's a you know I still. You know, I think I did it. My idea was, of course, have, having different musicians, different guests, but at the same time have, like, a, you know, one idea, one message through the whole album. Right? And that's what I, I, I at least I try on, on Mualiko. So uh, from one guest to the other, you know, all the guests, is, the music still my, my most of my originals and and uh, even when I play standard, still with my my accent, you know. So I think uh, uh, the, the basic idea for me was to bring all those people to make to, to, to have one unit, you know, as possible. And did you uh, did you pick the particular tunes already knowing who the performers were going to be? Oh uh, well, I pick I pick them up uh, pretty much. Uh, like uh, a week or two before the recordings, I didn't want to, you know, some of them, I didn't know, like Marcus Kilmore, you know, until he came on the studio, he didn't know what we were going to play, you know, and uh, it was in the, in the morning of the recording, I decided to play Nefertiti, and I told him, let's play Nefertiti without, I didn't do any arrangement, it was all on the, on the spot, you know. Um, and that recording was in one uh, take, right? Yeah, it was one thing. It was the first thing. Because <laughs> you can hear you guys laughing at the end. Exactly. You sounded you pretty know, happy. I didn't, I, yeah, I just I thought to be to the, to the, my engineer, just keep that one. Thank you. 
I'm sorry, and I, I interrupted you. You were also you started to talk about uh, Richard Bona and and the uh, tunes with him. Yeah, Richard. Richard is a is pretty much the same thing. Uh, we we did play some duo gigs, and uh, when I decided one tune, I really um, it's called uh, Wishes, and that one I wrote especially for Richard. You know, I wrote uh, it sounds like a classical piece played by Africans and with. Uh, uh, jazz harmony behind, so it's a mix of uh, you know what I try to do anyway. But that one I wrote for Richard. But beside that, the rest, the stuff, the the, the two songs with Angelique Kijo, uh, uh, I let her pick it up. You know, she was. I went to her place. She had, we had dinner, and she said, "Well, what, what about this tune? What about this song?" With uh, uh, Esperanza, it was uh, pretty much obvious. You know, I, I had a tune called Twins, and I, I knew that with her voice, you know, the, 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 the way she sings very high and the way I sing low, and she played the bass and I played the guitar, I, I just thought that we'd be a perfect match, and, you know, the, you know, we both sing, and we both can sing different lines one, different lines one, what we're playing, so that's really helped also on that track. Yeah, with the guys... Uh, I wanted this time to play one original from each of them. Uh, I had one one tune from Massimo, one tune from Frank. Yeah. And one of mine. We had three songs, three tunes for for the three. Uh, I'm not going to pretend to know anything about uh, the music of Benin because I don't. And so I'll ask you: Is the is the guitar a, a central part of music in Benin? Definitely not. No, no, no. The, the, the main instrument for from for Benin music or music for Benin is uh, percussions. You know, we have different type of percussion, hand percussions and stick percussion, uh, talking drums. Uh, guitar is not definitely not uh, part of an instrument in Benin. But we have a different type of string instrument, like a type of a guitar, but with three strings or with four strings that we play in the north. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I try to imitate uh, all those uh, instruments, of, of course, not just from Berlin, but, you know, from from Africa, uh, Kora, or different other instruments, Sansa, Tom Piano. What was it that attracted you to the guitar? Well, my older brother was a guitar player, so, you know, it was uh, it was easy for me to to play guitar, I didn't have any, really, I didn't really have choices because, you know, I could be a piano player or bass player, but guitar was the first instrument in my hand at home, so, um, I gotta say thanks to him. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, what, what role does improvisation play in music in Benin? Improvisation has a big role uh, in Benin, um, uh, uh, mostly, uh, we don't have the griots, griots like uh, in Mali or Guinea, but we have uh, similar uh, uh, people who, you know, announce the king, who sing, they improvise, announcing the king, they improvise words and melody. So, uh, improvisation is a big part. And of course, in the uh, traditional music, of course, we have uh, like a specific part played by uh, this, by the bell. Uh, by small drums, but the main uh, in any kind of traditional 
traditional setting, there always there is always one person supervising, you know, and that person is the lead instrument player. first time I ever saw you play was uh, with Terrence Blanchard in Toronto, I think. Maybe the top of the Senator or the Rex or one of those places. And um, That was a long time ago. And uh, But one of the things that struck me that night, and has struck me ever since, is that it, it seems like you have found a way to play in somewhat more traditional jazz settings, and yet completely retain your own identity and your own personality has that has that been a challenge oh well you know the the thing with me is that it's very natural all those things all those things comes to me in the most natural way i never thought about you know forcing or trying hard you know i just i just let it go and let it you know comes as it comes you know anytime it comes to me, I just let it out. So I don't even really think too much about it. I think when I'm practicing, you know, but when it comes to writing music or playing, um, I just let it go. So, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a challenge at all because I'm being myself. You mentioned um, attending Berkeley, and you had been other places before Berkeley, right? Other, other colleges before Yes, Berkeley? I went to Paris. Uh, I studied, that was the first jazz study I had was in Paris. Uh, before Paris, uh, I moved, I was in Africa at a place called Ivory Coast, still in West Africa, where I studied classical music. And when did you decide that pursuing a career in, in jazz was what you were going to do? Well, I decided very well. I, I was going to say early, but I, start, I started very late. I started playing guitar 17. But uh, I, in a way, it helps me because... Uh, I knew exactly what I wanted to do at 17, you know, when I, no, not at 17, but around 20, when, uh, you know, I, uh, the way I was uh, playing and compared to my friends uh, who were, who were, they were learning this same instrument as me, the way I was uh, learning so fast, uh, just, and the way I just 
felt so connected to, to, to the instrument. I just decided, well, this is what I wanted to do. It wasn't easy because uh, when you're from Africa, you know, I guess it's everywhere, but mostly in Africa, you can say that it's hard for people to believe that uh, music is a job, music is your life, you know. So I had, um, it was hard for me at the beginning, especially with my family, uh, to just, to make them understand that music is what I wanted to do. You know, of course, today, my, my, my parents are very happy, but it wasn't easy at the beginning. And have you had chances to go uh, back to Benin and play? And what's that been like? Yes, I go. I go home every year for uh, for like two two weeks, uh, and I always play concerts. And I think that uh, you know, it's probably the place where I get more emotional. Of course, I'm playing in front of my parents, my family, my 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 friends. And, uh, you know, people who speak the same language with me. So, yeah, I, I go home once a Lionel, I wanted to ask you about uh, the influence uh, of Herbie Hancock and uh, what what impact he's had on your musical life or your personal life. Man, Herbie, you know, since I met him, of course, before I met him, I, I actually I knew his music from Africa without knowing that he wrote those music. You know, I I was a small I don't know if you remember a small dancer. I was turning on my head. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. You know, I was doing all of that in Africa, but you know that. I mean, today I have to say, Herbie. Um, of course, we all know that he's a jazz legend, but many people don't know how humble he is. You know, I think for me, I'm learning so so much with him on stage, um, uh, in the bus too, in the two bus, you know, on, you know, on the road, uh, just in life in general, because. I think um, uh, there's we play music because there's a life behind, you know. And that's what we try to play every night on stage, and that's one of the things I really learned with Herbie. Um, of course, I learned a lot of 
musically, but I learned also more about life in general, you know, and that comes through the music. Yeah, I, I'm interested. Uh, how, how did it end up that you uh, worked with both of them? Well, you know, I went to the Monk Institute. Uh, it's a jazz program um, for a two-years program, and I did the audition. And Herbie, that's how I met them, too. Herbie was part of the church. Herbie Wenshaw and Terrence Blanchard. And, uh, well, you know, they're both... They're Three of them actually, you know, they uh, really uh, love my playing and, uh, you know, took me on the road and, you know, helped me through. They still are still touring with Herbie, so what can I say? I'm, <laughs> I'm a lucky man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> can you talk about uh, some of the things that are coming up in the near future for you? Well, you know, I'm still, I'm always searching, you know, new ideas on my instrument, on my playing concepts, um, writing, um, uh, you know, I, I, I think for the future, what I want, I don't know, I just want to keep playing music, I want good health, you know, I want to take care of my, my family, and I think if I have to good health, everything has will come with it, uh, I want to write new, Music I want to write with a string quartet or with African percussions. You know I have a bunch of ideas, but you know I don't know. I just I think as as long as I'm uh, I have my mind, my heart, and uh, my spirit, I'm gonna keep searching and be better off on what I'm doing. Are you having an opportunity to perform some of the music from Waliko uh, in live settings? Yes, we started the tour uh, last week in Chicago. And, uh, this week we're playing at Jazz Standard. I have a um, bunch of gigs. We're going to, um, uh, to Singapore, Italy, everywhere pretty much, and playing that music. So yeah, I have a chance to play music. Some of them with some people from the recording, but mostly with the trio. Well, it's a really uh, a very fine album. Uh, I've really enjoyed it, and uh, I've enjoyed our conversation, too. I thank you very much for uh, taking the time to talk about the record, and I wish you all the best and hope you'll come back. Thank you, Jason, and I hope to see you soon. <laughs> thank you. Malon 
That's music from Lionel Lueke and his new album, Waliko. I'm Jason Crane. This is the Jazz Session, and it is presented by AllAboutJazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. Every episode of the show is available for free anytime you want it in iTunes or at thejazzsession.com, where you'll also find links to purchase the albums that you hear, and a little bit of that money comes back to the show. And you'll find a donate button if you'd like to support the Jazz Session directly. Speaking of supporting the Jazz Session, my thanks for the support of the Respect Sextet, who recorded the theme music for this program. You'll find them online at respectsextet.com. And thanks also to Dave Vrabel, who designed the Jazz Session's logo. Please do go out and support live jazz whenever and wherever you can, okay? And then come back next time for another conversation about jazz on the Jazz Session. Thank you for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.